There was just a period in my my life where I wanted to do something different and, uh, you know, shared that with some folks uh, across the country. And all of a sudden, I get a phone call from uh, Barry Cameron at Crossroads Christian Church, Jim Putman at Real Life Ministries, Post Falls, Idaho, Don Wilson, who at the time I didn't know Don very well. And basically, they wanted to meet with me. And uh, so on uh, October 29th, 2010, six of us met in the green room at CCV, and that's where the Solomon Foundation was birthed. Welcome to the Let's Go 360 podcast. I'm Larry Fraley, your host, and I'll be bringing you conversations with outstanding mission-minded leaders with the aim of helping you develop your own spiritual life by understanding what God is doing through our guests' lives as we learn about their ministries and what God has called them to do. Well, greetings, everyone. I'm Larry Fraley, your Let's Go 360 podcast host. First of all, thank you for supporting Let's Go 360 with your positive ratings, kind comments, and and referrals to your friends. Let's Go 360 is part of Christ's Church of the Valley here in the greater Phoenix, Arizona area. Throughout the valley, CCV has 15 campuses where children may enjoy interactive activities that strengthen their faith, where students can learn how to be Christ-centered change agents. Regardless of where you're at in your own personal walk, adults young and old will discover a place in which they can grow and feel at home. And with me today is a a good friend, Doug Crozier. We go back a long ways, and we're going to talk with Doug about how the Solomon Foundation is helping churches around the world. Now, Solomon Foundation provides the funding for the expansion of church growth across all over the world. And and those who invest in the Solomon Foundation, they get great rates. But I'm going to let Doug explain what the Solomon Foundation is all about. But all I can tell you is that they have helped hundreds of churches. And the result of that, which is really the impact, really comes about in baptisms. And because of the Solomon Foundation, there have been tens of thousands of baptisms, and they just passed a record of over $1 billion assets, $1 billion in assets over the last, oh, I don't know, 12 years or so. But I'm going to let Doug talk about that uh, in our podcast. Doug, welcome to the show. It's uh, great to be here, Larry. As always, good to see you. We do go back a, a, a number of years. I can't recall when I first met you. How, how long has it been? I bet you it's been 20 years. Wow. Yeah. Well, At least. That's gone fast. Yeah. Yeah, I had hair then, <laughs> you know? And so, um, you know, Doug, I'd love for you to share with us, our audience, a little bit about you and your family. Great. Well, you know, it's uh, I'm like a little kid in a candy store, Larry, uh, that I get to serve in ministry every day. Uh, I grew up um, in a town of about 30,000 people in the state of Nebraska, you know, never saw an ocean till I was 20, never was uh, on an airplane till I was 20, uh, grew up in the cornfields in Nebraska, uh, went to uh, the University of Nebraska, uh, graduated from there where I met my wife, Julie, and uh, we've been married 42 years and have um, two daughters, one on each coast, one in North Carolina, one in Southern California, and uh, two grandchildren uh, at each location also. So so we've been blessed over the years. But, you know, my career started out in uh, commercial real estate finance, where uh, I spent several years financing, you know, large shopping centers and uh, 
apartment complexes, office buildings. And uh, in 1986, we moved to Southern California, and uh, there's where I got involved with a church called Mission Viejo Christian Church. Mm. Now, for all of the CCV people out there, uh, my pastor for 25 years was a very uh, great man, uh, George McElroy, commonly known as Mac. Mm-hmm. Okay, And Mac is the one that really got me involved in the ministry. And our family has a very unique story because we moved to Southern California in 86, and our daughters were two and four. And the first thing my wife wanted to do was put them in a good preschool. She went down to the Chamber of Commerce, and the best preschool in Mission Viejo, California was Mission Viejo Christian Church. Uh, She went down there to register the girls, and uh, there was a waiting list of over 100, which was, you know, pretty amazing, disappointing. Uh, She's walking out of the building, and they said, well, if you're a member of the church, you go to the top of the list. So that's the beginning of our story of— of really uh, getting involved in uh, the Christian church in America was through Mission Viejo Christian Church and our senior pastor, Mac McElroy. Well, for those of you that uh, are unfamiliar with uh, Mac McElroy or Mac, he uh, was an elder at our church, Christ Church of the Valley, for a number of years and was instrumental in actually getting uh, the Solomon Foundation started. I think Doug will mention that. So, you know, I think what I'll do is give Mac a call. He'd be a good one. Our audience would love to hear Mac's story as well. So maybe that's a future Doug, you know, I'd love for you to also share with the our audience uh, what what got Solomon started. What inspired you to start the Solomon Foundation? Well, you know, Larry, I was at a point in my life where I'd been in the church finance world for, gosh, 15, 18 years and very successful career. And uh, there was just a period in my, my life where I wanted to do something different and uh, – you know, shared that with some folks uh, across the country. And all of a sudden, I get a phone call from uh, Barry Cameron at Crossroads Christian Church, Jim Putman at Real Life Ministries, Post Falls, Idaho, Don Wilson, who at the time I didn't know Don very well. And basically, they wanted to meet with me. And uh, so on uh, October 29th, 2010, six of us met in the green room at CCV and that's where the Solomon Foundation was birthed. So our founding pastor, Don Wilson, was uh, very helpful in getting the Solomon Foundation started. I remember when all of that was was going on, and there was an excitement around here because we were actually going to be involved in helping churches get started, which was Don's passion, still is. And um, I know that uh, where the Solomon Foundation aligns with CCV's mission, um, especially missions, ministry here is is that we both mobilize people. We mobilize churches. Doug, explain to our audience how Solomon mobilizes churches. Well, you know, Solomon's approach is unique in the church finance world because, uh, you know, if, if a church were to call me today, Larry, and say, would you refinance our loan? I'm really not interested. Uh, and and how we mobilize things in in the uh, in the Christian community is we find churches that have never had a building, mm-hmm. uh, and I would say seventy percent of our customers or partners are churches that have never had a building. And once we find them a building, either a a big box that's empty, and we can talk about that more. That's a big thing across the country. Um, or if it's a ground-up build, um, we found we can take a church that's in a YMCA or a school uh, and put them into a facility, and we'll see them double 
within 12 to 18 months and triple within three years. And then, you know, a lot of them we've built phase two, three, four, five, and so on. Um, we've been involved in real life ministries post Falls, Idaho, and we just completed phase nine. Wow. Wow. Well, I know I've known you long enough to know that you have a drive about you that is is like none other. Where, where does that come from? You know, it's that's a great question. Uh, um, my dad recently passed away this last June, and he was ninety. And I remember sitting down with him, and uh, he he said that a lot of my drive and a lot of uh, who I am came from my grandfather on my mother's side. Uh, who was a workaholic, uh, a great man of God, and uh, he was a mortician for 52 years in the same community and um, knew every family within a two- or three-county area in Iowa, you know, buried multiple generations of people. And I feel I got a lot of my, um, just a lot of my character and upbringing uh, from him and how he worked with people in very a very critical part of their lives. Well, I have to be transparent with you, Doug. I, I'm not sure I've ever told you this. So what you're about to hear may surprise you. Um, there was a time after I started at CCV that I actually left CCV for a short period of time because I was so impressed with the organization that Doug led at the time. And I wanted to learn more from him. He, he really became somewhat of a role model for me, and I, I loved the mission of this helping churches get started financially and church growth. And so um, I applied and got the job, uh, but I never told Doug exactly why I applied because at the time, coming out of Intel uh, with a business background, uh, this whole ministry interested me, and I thought I had something to add there. And my my purpose for joining that organization was to actually take over your job, Doug. I, I really did have a vision of someday being your successor. That was kind of my own personal—I didn't share that with anyone, but I could see myself in that role. Now, after about several months, I realized that that was not going to happen. After I got to know Doug, there was no way I was going to follow in his footsteps. And so uh, through a lot of prayer and communication with Doug and Don Wilson, I came back to the church and uh, and I've been here ever since. Were you aware of that? I was not. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. You were in, you were in trouble there for a while, brother, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, but it was a great time. I got to know more about the church in that short period of time that I worked for, for Doug because I was responsible for traveling around with a mentor and talking to senior pastors about how to grow their churches and start churches and plant churches. And I, I was traveled a lot. And, um, and it was through that experience that I got to see firsthand some, uh, some strengths of some great senior pastors and also some weaknesses of great senior pastors. And so uh, it was a great experience for me. But it's not about me. Let's talk about Solomon Foundation a little bit more. I know that you personally get involved. You are a perfect example in my book of a servant leader. Could you share with our audience an example perhaps of where maybe you and and I even know your wife that would get involved personally with the church? Well, you know, um, it's, it's a great question. And we've been involved in ministry now for almost 30 years. And um, um, I like to get involved with the pastor. I, I would I would say, Larry, that uh, 1,400 churches I've worked with in my career, I would say the vast majority, if not 70, 80% of those pastors have stayed in my home. I've stayed in their home. Uh, we have a personal relationship even today. 
uh, after all these years. And I see it now, now that I'm at my age, I'm seeing a lot of people retire uh, and the ability to still stay in contact with them uh, and just, uh, just be around them. But, you know, for me being a leader, the most important thing is um, people always have their eyes on you and you've always got to lead by example. So uh, you might be shocked at this, but over 30 years now in the ministry, I've never had an executive assistant, and I do my own calendar. I do my own expense report so that if everybody else has to do their own expense report, I need to be able to do the same thing. And I just think that's a reflection of a servant leader that uh, people are going to look up to. Good for you. Good for you. You know, I'd like to know, the audience would like to know as well, uh, about uh, the Solomon Foundation's perhaps core values. What is it that you value most? Well, you know, we have five very simple core values. Our first core value is to honor God. Uh, we we think that's obviously the most important thing uh, in our ministry. Uh, number two is we want to help people come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Uh, like you said earlier, baptisms are a huge number that we watch uh, in our organization. Uh, number three, we want our investors to get a great return on their investment. Um, I'm a banker by trade, and the bottom line is uh, banks don't like to pay people good rates. Uh, and so in the ministry, we feel that's very important at the Solomon Foundation to pay great rates to our investors and take care of them. So that's number number three. Number four is to help churches get to the next step. And you've already kind of talked a little bit about that about help, helping that church that's three months old meeting in a movie theater running 300, uh, that's helping a church get to the next step. Mm-hmm. The church I just described is Real Life Ministries, who in 1999 was 300 people meeting in a theater that uh, needed their first building, didn't have two pennies to rub together. Now, uh, Real Life uh, was the fastest-growing church, one of the fastest-growing churches in America uh, this last 20 years. Over 15,000 people attend real-life campuses or their main campus or church plants, all because we help them get their first building. Mm-hmm. So helping churches get to the next step. And then number five is to have fun. And a unique story on that is uh, when we started the Solomon Foundation, we were uh, interviewing audit firms, accountants, bean counters. And we ran across uh, an accounting firm, a major accounting firm in the United States that had as one of its core values to have fun. And we thought, if accountants can have fun, we can have fun. <laughs> Those are our five simple core values. Great. You know, the the thing, um, the other thing that, that our audience is probably unaware of is that a Solomon Foundation actually helped um, one of the organizations that we support, in fact, a strategic organization called Streetlight USA. Mm-hmm. We've had Hannah Burkle on here um, in the prior podcast. And I uh, reached out to to Doug because I'm still on the board there uh, about helping the organization uh, fund a purchase of some additional land. And, uh, of course, Streetlight's not a church, but it is a faith-based, Christ-centered organization. And Solomon Foundation stepped up and helped Streetlight get that funding. And today, the Streetlight has grown uh, because of that, um, because of that loan, and uh, I think we're about ready to pay that off if we haven't already. But it is—it's uh, been a blessing to be able to uh, experience the growth of Streetlight over the last several years because of Solomon's generosity and found, and, and funding. And you know, Larry, we do uh, a few of those parachurch ministries. Uh, uh, we just funded one that's really, really unique. Uh, 
we funded a parachurch ministry in New Orleans uh, mm-hmm. called Keep It Real. Uh, Keep It Real uh, helps transition convicts out of prison back into society. We help them purchase a uh, um, closed retirement facility, and now that has opened and is serving uh, men that are coming out of mainly Angola prison. Wow. Here's a, here's a little-known fact. The largest Church of Christ in the state of Louisiana is inside Angola prison. No kidding. That's amazing. And That's so amazing. Uh, our relationship with Keep It Real has just been amazing that we've helped uh, people get back into society. That's great. That's great. Well, I want our audience to know that uh, the Solomon Foundation and uh, Doug's information will be posted in our show notes so that you'll have a chance to check that out. Doug, how does our listeners get involved with the Solomon Foundation? Uh, it's a pretty simple model, Larry. Uh, the bottom line is people that sit in the chairs and pews of churches all across America can invest into the Solomon Foundation by purchasing a certificate, just like you'd purchase at the bank where you go in and, and invest in a certificate of deposit. You can do the same thing with Solomon Foundation. You know, we have a passbook savings account, a six-month, one-year, three-year, five-year, and seven-year certificates with exceptional rates today in today's market. And then we pool those funds together, and then we loan that money out to churches. Of course, churches then pay the interest on that, uh, and then we have a spread that we operate on. Uh, So it's a pretty simple model, but uh, people can get involved by investing in our organization uh, and we've got uh, over uh, 7,100 investors across the United States uh, in all 50 states currently. Wow. So if you're interested in investing with Solomon, you really have a return on two investments. You've got a return on your personal finance investment, which is most of the time better than you can get in the market. Is is there a way to – can you give us an example of what a rate might be? So, so like a five-year certificate for $10,000 is going to yield – 4.8, 4.9%, very, very good rate in today's market. And even our passbook savings accounts are uh, yielding close to 3%. Mm-hmm. But the biggest return you'll get on your investment is the ability for someone to receive Christ, for someone to grow, for someone to be added to the kingdom. Is that right? Absolutely. And, you know, this last 12 years have been amazing. We just celebrated our 12th birthday on uh, April 6th of this year. And uh, during that uh, 12 years, we've helped over 500 churches. And when we take a snapshot of uh, what the attendance was the day the church took out the loan to today, those 500 churches have grown by 180,000 people every Sunday. Well, I just did some math on my calculator here, and it appears that I don't have enough digits to measure the return on that investment? Well, the biggest return is those 500 churches have baptized over 60,000 people. Wow. Amazing. Doug, is there anything you'd like our audience to know um, before we we close here? Well, I I know that uh, a a lot of the listeners are from uh, Christ Church of the Valley, and Christ Church of the Valley was an important part of starting the Solomon Foundation We've had several key people from CCV serve on our board. Tony Bergarello was one of the founding uh, people in that green room, along with Don Wilson. We've also had George McElroy uh, serve on our board. Gary Bashaw served on our board. And um, and currently, Mike Nave serves on our board as mm-hmm. vice chairman. So we've had a 
lot of influence from CCV. Yeah, Mike used to be the chairman of the CCV board, and and I also know you've you've had some employees that have ties to CCV. Uh, Gary Shear was one of the original founding pastors at CCV, so he's he's served with with the Solomon Foundation as well. Yes, and we just hired uh, a what year and a half ago we hired uh, one of your. Uh, Graduates of your your leadership program, mm-hmm. Jason, Jason Snackenberg. Leadership Institute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, he's been a great addition to our team. But Gary's been uh, been with us since almost day one mm-hmm. and served us well. And uh, so we have a lot of connections to CCV. And uh, just just to watch the impact of CCV across the country, uh, not only here in the Valley, but just across the country has been amazing. Mm-hmm. Is How can we pray for you? Uh, just pray that uh, you know we're we're in this period of time, Larry, where there's a lot of uncertainty in the markets. There's a lot of uncertainty in wh- where things are going with our economy. Um, and, and and a quick story I'd like to just share is uh, you know going into COVID, uh, you can imagine uh, what I was going through when COVID hit in in March of twenty twenty twenty, and uh, all of a sudden one day, um, you know the world shutting down. Churches can't meet. What are we going to do? Does that mean churches can't make their mortgage payment? If there's nobody sitting in church, how is that going to happen? And, you know, God provided because we came out of COVID stronger than we went in. Uh, Let me give you an example. We went into COVID with about three delinquent loans out of 300 at the time. We came out of COVID with no delinquent loans and approximately 400. We never stopped construction on any project during COVID because construction workers were essential. Uh, and uh, we opened 31 buildings that first year of COVID. And 16 of those were churches that were meeting in schools where they knew after COVID, the school districts were going to let them back in. And so just uh, we asked people pray for uh, us to continue to be able to expand the kingdom all across the United States and in Eastern Europe. As you're well aware, we've helped several churches in Poland. Uh, another great quick story is we uh, we helped uh, a, a church in Poland buy a hotel, okay? Uh, now, they use the meeting rooms to have church on Sunday, but they turned all of the hotel rooms into transitional housing for people coming from Ukraine uh, where they come into the hotel, people help them get on their feet. They then help them get to uh, Eastern Europe, Western Europe, and the United States. And we provided that loan to help them acquire that. So just pray for our ministry that we can continue to help people all around the world and uh, expand the kingdom. Well, we'll certainly do that. Well, thanks for coming on the show today, Doug. And uh, we look forward to having another podcast perhaps in the future where we can uh, check in to see how what God is doing uh, at Solomon and in your life. Thanks for coming. Great. Thank you, Larry. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Let's Go 360 podcast, sponsored by Christ Church of the Valley. Check out CCV at ccv.church and our missions activity at ccv.church missions, where we are trying to fulfill the Great Commission, inspired by the Great Commandments.